1107. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, boy, you'd think they would drop this, wouldn't you? You'd, you would think they would stop this nonsense. Uh, but apparently uh, there is an admonition about the election and that it's, uh, well, it's possible that the voting machines can't be trusted. Yeah. There are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. Here we go again. They, you'd, think, you'd think this would finally die. But no, no, it's not. Uh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. I'm sorry. I should have let you know. Never mind. It was Politico. Um, it's not the Republicans. It's not Trump. It's the Democrat supporting Politico website arguing that, well, you, you just can't trust the elections. The machines are vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make it up, can no. you? No, they were screaming. I thought it was the Babylon B when I first opened it. <laughs> the Democrats were just screaming for two years that it was, you know, the machines are trustworthy, lawsuits are flying, there's no problem here. It was the fairest election ever. The machines are safe. Now the Democrats facing what I would argue is going to be a red tsunami are saying uh, there are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. I'm sure Facebook will flag them for unproven false information, right? You think so? Let's uh, let's yeah. put it up. Oh, you can't put it up, can no, you? No, you can't. I no. can't. I've uh, You're violated in... community standards for the 19th time. What did you do, Brian? All these terrible memes that I'm putting up, you know, they're just hateful. What was the latest? Uh, Let's see, the latest one. Oh, that, that was the hammer. Uh, yeah, the hammer. Uh, Paul Pelosi uh, hammered uh, for the second time or something. I can't even remember the meme. I think it, it was. was it I was think harmless. the meme was something along the lines of uh, Paul, Paul Pelosi hammered at two crime scenes. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and they, for that, you were, you were bounced off. You are put in uh, purgatory. Pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. I've seen a lot of check marks on my... If on my profile now, it's like, oh boy, I'm going to be unpublished. <laughs> uh, you know, they're lo they're really losing money hand over fist uh, over at Facebook. Um, yeah, everybody was arguing we got to write special laws. We have to go after Facebook and Twitter. They're being unfair and blah blah blah. Now Twitter has been taken over uh, by Elon Musk, who just tweeted uh, today, "Vote Republican." Uh, so, you know. Things at Twitter are going to turn around and be a little less biased toward the left. Facebook, or Meta as they now call themselves, they're in trouble. Yeah, it, it, this, and that's the lesson of big government. Just wait. Before you lock something into law, before you alter the law, just wait. Because time will, will cure these things. Uh, and, and it is. Uh, they're, they're struggling. I think they're going to lay off like half their staff or something, uh, and then and you know the, the the interesting thing is they're going after they're going after Elon Musk for laying off half of his staff. Facebook is still uh, left leaning and they're laying off half their staff. I don't see people screaming about them getting laid off. I just hear the the, the uh, Musk layoffs. Unbelievable. Uh, there is another problem apparently with voting. 
this is a problem we have never seen before. It apparently has just cropped up in the last couple of years. I, I am sure nobody gave this any thought before. But here we go. Good to see you. And as Gen Z gears up to hit the polls, transgender voters are concerned they might be blocked from casting their ballots. Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community. NBC Out reporter Joe Yerkeba joins us now with more on this. show. good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws? Sure, yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. By the way, I have no idea what the hell this is what that's talking. What did that mean? Well, it, it means that uh, if you give yourself a fake name, uh, pretend you're somebody you aren't, that you may have a problem when you go to vote. You may actually have to go as you. Oh, my word. Oh, we can't have that. But this person's name is Joe, J-O. Uh, looks kind of masculine, sounds kind of feminine. I'm not sure what the hell I'm looking at or listening to, uh, but it is the one giving the commentary. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, and, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. So voters there are going to be most. So apparently in areas of the country where common sense prevails, uh, if you are transgender, you have to go as you. What a novel concept. <laughs> Jeez, the problems that are coming up from this nonsense. I, I, always, I always think, uh, what happens if you're in law enforcement and you've been told to go after some woman uh, who held up a bank or something at gunpoint? Uh, and then uh, it turns out it's a guy. Uh, you know, who, who do you look for? What do you look for? You know, I have that problem when I go to the polls to vote uh, with my age because I'm, you know, as you know, I'm 30 years old. But they look at my ID and they see that I'm in my 60s and they go, well, that's not you. I'm looking so for you a, actually found pollsters who are visual, uh, you know, sight challenged. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, downright blind. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, all right. 874-9390. Toll free 800-529-5572. Uh, the medical community. Apparently, they. you know how they've been pushing to do these. Uh, to make the medical community and the CDC look at gun sales and, uh, and homicides and make that correlation. Well, they've done it. The medical industry analysis uh, has concluded that retailing guns is not associated with more crime. A paper looked at uh, FBI crime data, CDC homicide data, and background checks, NICS checks data, for a 16-year period and concluded that they could find no association at the state level between retail sales of guns and crime rates. The story is at uh, gunfacts.info. Uh, 
There is no surprise to uh, people who support the Second Amendment. We already know better. We know that the bad guys don't generally buy their guns. They steal them. If they do buy them, they're out of the trunk of another drug dealer or whatever. Um, but apparently, uh, there's no correlation. That ought to really scare some people on the left. Legal firearm sales at state level and rates of violent crime, property crime, homicides. Um, apparently, they're just not a problem. I was sure it would. Well, okay, I knew better. Uh, on the coverage of the election, Media Research Center, uh, they uh, did a study analyzing network coverage of the midterm political races showed that coverage was 87% negative for Republicans, 67% negative for Democrats. However, ABC, CBS, and NBC Evening News gave the Democrats 33% positive coverage and the Republicans 13. The study tallied all clearly positive and negative statements from nonpartisan sources, allegedly, uh, reporters, anchors, voters, uh, uh, and, and other unaffiliated sources on the evening news uh, for ABC, CBS, and NBC, September 1 through October 26. According to the report, the big three evening newscasts aired 115 stories which mentioned or discussed the midterm elections during, uh, uh, during uh, with a total uh, airtime of 213 minutes, about 60% more than the 130 minutes from similar MRC study done in 2018. Any surprise there, Brian, about the Democrats being given better news coverage than the Republicans? Oh, yeah, I'm totally shocked. Stunned, are you? Yes, uh-huh. Hmm. Aren't you? No. <laughs> no. Uh, do we have enough time to do the uh, John Stossel piece? We do, yes. Should uh -huh. we wait? No, we have time. We have time. Fire away. Record-breaking prices at the pump. People are stunned by today's gas prices. Oh, my God. Why did gas get so expensive? The reason for that is because of Putin's war. The trouble with blaming Putin's war is that most of the price rise came before Ukraine was attacked. So some politicians blame price gouging and corporate greed. Rising gas prices smacks of price gouging. Excess profit. Well, they just raise the price to make more money. Well, if big oil could raise prices anytime they wanted and get away with it, then why were they so cheap in 2020, 2019, 2018? Ben Lieberman of the Competitive Enterprise Institute rightly points out that companies are always greedy. The greed didn't just start now. Prices change because of supply and demand. During COVID, with fewer people driving, the price of oil dropped. So oil drillers did less drilling. Now people are driving again, but it takes time for the producers to adjust. The truth is, it takes months, not days, for companies to increase production. The president gets that, but he ignores how his policies reduce production. He just canceled a long-planned sale of offshore oil rights. Before that, Biden stopped drilling in the Arctic. No more drilling on federal lands, period, 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 period. Why stop drilling? I'm refusing to sell out the... Arctic National Wildlife Reserve to oil and gas drilling. But drilling has long been done without selling out nature. It leaves only a tiny footprint on massive land areas. 
we typically put multiple wells on a single pad, reaching in different directions deep underground to minimize disturbance to the surface. Drilling in Anwar would have used less than one-tenth of one percent of the land. The real reason Biden cracked down on drilling is because his supporters want less oil produced, claiming that'll slow climate change. Now activists want Biden to kill what they call the Black Snake Pipeline, which would bring oil from Canada to Wisconsin. They've already delayed it five years. They delayed the Keystone Pipeline 16 years until Biden killed it altogether. Since Keystone alone cost pipeline companies $15 billion, who would ever try it again? But it sends a strong signal that others shouldn't even bother because they'll run up against a buzzsaw. It's so counterproductive. Killing pipelines doesn't even help the environment. Oil still gets shipped, but by more polluting methods. Trucks, trains, barges, all of which increase the risk of spills. 9,000 gallons of fuel ended up on the highway after this tanker truck crashed. One final example of our stupid energy politics. Last fall, this grandstanding California congressman scolded oil executives. Are you embarrassed as an American company that your production is going up? They produce too much oil, he said. Would you commit to reducing production of oil? We're committing to lowering our emissions. No, are you committed to lowering the production? We're going to lower emissions, which Okay, I'll take that as a no. Absurdly, now that gas prices are up, the congressman goes on TV to say they should produce more oil. And they're still not increasing the productions. We asked Kana for an interview. He declined. They aren't increasing production. It's amazing what $4 a gallon gasoline in an election year will do to, uh, to cause some people to change their minds. Still, the protesters aren't totally crazy. We have to protect the earth and sometimes the market isn't the best director there is pollution and there is a reason to uh to want to address it at times but we have to be realistic about the fact that these threats are repeatedly exaggerated in the public debate you're losing they're winning at four dollars a gallon gasoline I think we're seeing a rethinking of the climate agenda. Too many families are struggling to keep up with their bills. Biden shifted focus at his State of the Union. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. They're having to respond because gasoline prices are very unpopular and it's an election year. But in truth, they want to force people away from fossil fuels. It's a very painful process, but that's what they really want. Climate change poses an existential mm -hmm. threat to our lives. The Biden administration either has to choose between affordable energy or the climate agenda. It can't do both. Wow. Gee, and I thought it was Putin's fault all this time. Oh, Lord. Uh, you just can't make this stuff up. Um, all right. Um, <clears throat> let me see. I've got a couple more things that I'd like to get to before I get to the roll cart story. Candidates, um, well, they're just missing the mark all over the place. The economy sucks. People can't handle the inflation. But one Democrat has a solution for you. Share it with you next. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 11, uh, 26. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. So we all know that that times are tough. This inflation is hard. It rates, uh, pay rates uh, are just not keeping up with it. Uh, you go to fill your gas tank and it's, it's it just it hurts. 
Uh, you, it, the real hurt for me is the grocery store. I go in there and buy $100 worth of groceries, and it's a handful. It just, it's really tough. And you're trying to feed your family, and you're struggling. Uh, and, Brian, I know you and I have talked about the price of groceries and the things that you've done to yeah. try to make. Well, there is a solution to all this. And uh, it came, of all things, from the mind of a Democrat. Um, but you know how they're always working to protect you. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. So, apparently, uh, Sean Patrick Maloney is a, <laughs> a Democrat. Uh, he said, um, get yourself a, a can of uh, Chef Boyardee. Oh, yes, I did see that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, when inflation puts the squeeze uh, on his family, he popped a can of Chef Boyardee. I haven't priced those things lately, have you? Uh, no, I uh, I used I to get them, you know, when the kids were going to school and such. But I haven't purchased those in a long time, but I can't imagine they'd be any more than a buck or something, right? Well, I don't know, but it apparently when uh, inflation hit his family, this was this is where he went. That was their solution, huh? Yeah. Um, he, he apparently uh, talked uh, longingly and lovingly about beefaroni uh-huh. uh, and uh, Chef Boyardee canned pasta um, to fight inflation. So if you... If you're trying to decide medicine, food, gas, kids' clothing, <laughs> just so, get a... If Gwen calls and says, hey, Gary, what's for dinner tonight? Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. Yeah. <laughs> he, the, the, actually, Boyardee lived in the same, in, in the same neighborhood as me. Uh, no in kidding. Cleveland Heights, yeah. Uh, and everybody has the uh, accent on the wrong syllable. It's, um, everybody says Chef Boyardee. Uh, it's Boyardee. Boy, wow, I didn't know that either. Anyway, all right, little known fact. Uh, so uh, apparently um, it isn't even safe for Democrats on MSNBC. You'd think this would be safe. Uh, New York Governor Hochul uh, on uh, MSNBC. And you know how they, she's been going back and forth on the crime issue because uh, Zeldin has been bringing it up. And she's been in complete denial acting like it's just it, it's just not really an issue. Uh, so she goes on MSNBC, a nice little safe space, and here's what she hears. Well, here's what she hears. Okay, but I'm going to interrupt you then. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot. What? Oh. A lot of money, but... I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. Oops. Well, I guess that doesn't go over well. <laughs> no more safe space on MSNBC. What next? CNN? Oh, my word. Uh, but wait, there's more. Yeah. Um, did you know, Brian... The relationship between getting vaccinated for the uh, China flu and God? Uh, no, have not heard. Well, you just stay tuned because in a couple of minutes, I will have that explained to you. Good, good. A lot of a lot of people probably missed this, but you know it is the uh, it is the godly thing to do. That's coming up next, then roll carts and more on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's 1135. Glad to have you with us. <clears throat> Glad to be with you. And uh, I'm calling an audible here. I will tell you about the, um, the theological connection to getting vaccinated, uh, at least according to Governor Hochul, uh, in a few minutes. But a friend of mine <laughs> sent me a message. And I looked at it and I thought, well, what on earth did, did she do? Did, it, apparently, uh, the Daily Kos, uh believes that uh, Sarah Walsh is a fanatical Republican extremist. Uh, in fact, she is the fanatical Republican extremist of the day. So, so I've known Sarah now for a few years and, and I, I don't see it, but I'm curious. Sarah, welcome to the program. Uh, what did you do to deserve this title? Well, you know, I say nothing more than keeping my promises to the good people of District 50, uh, voting against vaccine mandates, uh, voting for life, and, uh, you know, working to defund Planned Parenthood clinics and, uh, you know, standing up for uh, girls in sports. And uh, so, yeah, just uh, keeping my promises to my people. So uh, I, I will wear that title, as, you know, as a badge of honor. <laughs> the red badge of courage. So based on, is that what, literally what they're saying is the reason you're an extremist? Yes. Man, I hope they don't rape me. Uh, I'm going to be in big <laughs> trouble. Um, well, I, I'm just. I'm hoping it comes with a, you know, award recognition certificate at least or something. You know, I mean, this is this is definitely frameworthy. Yeah, well, it, that would be nice. Maybe a check, you know, like a Pulitzer Prize. You, you might get you know, some, some kind of cash or something. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely worth it. Unbelievable. Uh, when did this come out? It looks like uh, I just got the news hit through my uh, Google alerts, but it looks like it was Saturday that they that they made that uh, that uh, determination. Oh, so you're not you're not the right wing extremist Republican of the day today. You were on Saturday. On Saturday. Well, that yeah, makes you right. has been. <laughs> 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 yeah, she has been, but she's not now. Uh, so, what are your what are your plans for the future? Where are you going? What are you going to do? So I'm actually going to uh, be working for Missouri Right to Life on their education side um, and uh, working as, uh, you know, for director of uh, uh, development of programs. And so uh, working on uh, educational programs to support life. Uh, you know, I that was one of the main reasons I uh, ran was to uh, stand up for the unborn, the innocent unborn, and for the right to life. And uh, such, I think of all of the things, that's one of the main things that when folks are looking at Kansas to vote for that they should choose those that are pro-life and so um great honor i've been uh, good friends um with uh, the good folks at missouri right to life for many 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 years uh past treasurer of uh, missouri right to life and so it's going to be incredibly uh great honor and and uh wonderful to be able to serve in that um capacity beginning in january and i'll be still a state rep through the end of this year it's been a great honor to serve the citizens of district 50 um in parts of monotabu and cole and cooper counties in Missouri. Well, um, I think you're a great legislator. We don't agree on everything, but we agree on an awful lot. And I will tell you that if, uh, if I can be of service to you uh, in pursuit of your goal to protect life, you give me a call and let me know and I'll be glad to help. Well, thank you very much, and, and just God bless you, and, and uh, you know, happy Thanksgiving, and Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Oh, you know, you, you can come back and make those statements closer to the holiday. In fact, well, there you go. 
in fact, uh, well, no, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a call after the show, and we'll chat about some of those things. All right? Excellent. Take care, you guys. All right, Sarah Walsh, thank you. Uh, what a sweetheart. What a great, great uh, representative to have. Um, the vaccination. Uh, I didn't think that it was religiously affiliated or associated, but according to the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, well, you listen to this. Thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. Do, did, did the message come down to you from God, Brian? No, no. I didn't get that message. Huh? That's why you're not vaccinated. Uh, you, he didn't pick up the phone and give you a call. He lost my address, I guess. Well, knowing, <laughs> knowing you as I do, I'm sure <laughs> you're not going to get a message from him. <laughs> when you get a message from beyond, it'll be very hot. <laughs> it'll be a lightning bolt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. I, I didn't recognize the religious affiliation until Kathy Hochul started talking about it. Um, I, I would never have have thought so. Uh, I was vaccinated, uh, and I have a little vaccination remorse. I'm telling you right now. But I did. Did God tell you to get vaccinated when you made that decision? Well, interestingly, no. No, I, I didn't. Uh. Uh, my wife and I discussed it. Uh, my sister and I discussed it. But God didn't come down and talk to me about mm. it. Um. So I guess I won't be an apostle. I believe then and believe now it's your choice. You get to do it. You get to make those decisions. I, you know what I'm praying for, Brian? Uh, honest to God, I, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I'm hoping this completely wears off and goes away. I don't know if it ever does. I've talked to experts, um, and I'm not sure if that spike protein ever goes away. It clearly is not... Um, it, it, it apparently weakens, or at least the, the shot weakens, uh, relatively quickly. But I don't know if the spike protein is part of that weakening. If, if, it, if it's not... A, you know what we could do? We could, um, later today, there's a show on this program, on this station, where there's a medical professional we could talk to. Yes, sir. I know the guy personally, too. Do you, Randy Tobler? Yeah. You, wow. You know him? I know him. Uh, I know him. Would you do me a favor uh, and ask him if this spike protein eventually disappears? Does it disintegrate with time? I will ask him that question. Because I have yet to get a straight answer on that. And I'm, I'm really hoping it does. I would like to know when COVID was um, really predominant and everybody was getting it why did we just completely ignore the natural immunity of the human body it just seemed like get the vaccine get the vaccine get the vaccine mask up yeah instead they... of just saying hey you know your body if you're healthy if you're somewhat young like myself 
you're you're probably going to well, be hey, fine. Hey, whoa, whoa, where's Brian? <laughs> Is he taking that senior citizen power now? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. They just put it. They shelved it. It's like yeah, the natural immunity. It doesn't work no more. You get the vaccine when you have a one size fits all government mandate. Whether it works or not, it doesn't work for everybody. It screws somebody. And I would argue that those mandates from our Boone County Board of Health, uh, along with uh, phony Fauci et al., uh, they just, I think they're responsible for a lot of death. A lot of death. Even the Boone County Board of Health, with their stupid regulations that I said were stupid, Stupid, then, that people now are beginning to understand are that stupid. The mask mandates, social distancing, closing down businesses. Who the hell do you people think you are? Board of Health. All right, let me go to the phones here. It, it just it irritated me because they closed down good businesses. Gary, welcome. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine. Uh, the deity that she was talking about was Felchy. Oh, I see. I I thought it yeah, was... You, you were confusing ah, that it with makes somebody sense else. Now. But no, yeah. The deity which she was talking about was Fauci. I, I thought it was JC in the uh, in the Angels, but apparently uh, it was no, Pony no, Fauci. No, no, no. <laughs> oh. All right, take care. All right, Bye. thanks, Gary. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, we were up against the clock. we got to take a quick break. And then uh, finally, roll cards. I don't understand. I just, I don't understand. It's not a big deal. Get him. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Uh, it is uh, 11.50, 5.0. Um, there is a uh, story from uh, the uh, Daily Beast. Pollsters have no idea what's going to happen this election. I'm only doing this very briefly because uh, I've told you that the, the pollsters, uh, repeatedly I've told you this, that they don't, uh, they don't handicap fairly. Democrats get... Uh, a, a bigger share. Republicans are underrepresented. Uh, then you've got the cell phone problem. People move around. Uh, you've also got a problem with especially the Republicans who just don't like answering those kinds of questions. And so the polling data is just not it's just not to be trusted. And I think that it leans further to the right than the pollsters are willing to admit. The story is, if the pollsters and handicappers end up being spectacularly wrong on election night, there is one group that won't be too surprised, the pollsters and handicappers themselves. The 2022 midterms could go exactly as modeled. Uh, a 20-some-odd seat pickup for Republicans in the House, maybe 51-49 GOP Senate, but the people who watch these races the closest are also warning they might be wrong in decisive ways in either direction. No one really knows because, like every election, pollsters are extrapolating their best guess based on a set of assumptions. But unlike previous elections, the assumptions are getting bigger. According to Dave Wasserman, U.S. House editor at Cook Political Report, the problem is that response rates suck. We're down to 1% of people on a good day who are willing to take a pollster for free. Wasserman, perhaps the top handicapper of U.S. House races, said everyone was trying different ways to solve the partisan non-response bias, 
essentially a measure of how a poll isn't representative of the actual population. But that means every pollster was making a different assumption about who's going to show up on November 8th, and that may or may not be accurate. Part of the issue is that Republicans seem less and less inclined to answer poll questions. And another part is that pollsters are being less transparent about their methodologies to correct for those types of difficulties. So when I tell you these polls are not accurate and that the Republicans are underrepresented, these, these people are pollsters and they're, they're echoing the sentiment. Nate Silver... Uh, from uh, 538 expressed the same concerns as Wasserman. A quick version is that polling is getting harder because fewer and fewer people answer phone calls from unknown numbers. And among those who do, it's still fairly big ask to have them complete a long survey at a time of declining civil trust. That's right from the, you know, the horse's mouth. And it's exactly what I've been telling you. Now the roll cart issue. I knew I'd get to it. It just took a while. Uh, the story is in the uh, Columbia, Missourian. The widely disputed matter of trash collection is going to be discussed again with Columbia City Council. Its presentation planned for 5 p.m. pre-council session the Solid Waste Division is recommending that the city implement the automated trash collection system using roll carts. Now, roll carts are unusually large, but they're not all that unwieldy. You can move them around pretty easily. You don't have monogram bags to pick up. You can use the cheapest bag you can find. Other cities use roll carts. And they don't seem to have the problems with it that people in Columbia think we're going to have. There are questions, I guess, about how they can reach certain curb sites, things like that. And I don't have all the answers. All I know is that a lot of cities use them and that they work. And that twice I've lived in communities where they were used. And they were fine. Uh, what possible, insurmountable problem do people in Columbia think roll carts will present? Brian, you've lived in communities with roll carts. Did you have any problems? We did not, no. And the main complaint, again, is that people will leave them following the trash pickup out on their curb the whole week. That's all that I'm hearing as far as the negative you know, there was a time when we didn't have those uh, uh, plastic bags. I remember when I was a kid, we didn't have plastic bags. We just, we, it, it went into a metal garbage can. And the metal garbage cans were always pulled back. I, I don't, I've lived in, in communities with roll carts and I've not seen a problem with them. You know, the best part of the monogram garbage bag idea is when you leave them out on trash day. They look so beautiful out there with the Columbia gold blazoned logo on there. Well, And then when you run out of the garbage bags, you go with your little coupon, your voucher, 
go to the grocery store and they go, I'm sorry, we're out. And it's like, oh, well, I'll just go to another store. And they say, no, I'm sorry, we're out. I mean, that is so pleasant of an experience. Well, you know, that, uh, I just don't don't give me a roll card. Is this is this the same guy that was complaining about being locked in his house because of COVID? <laughs> I mean, now you get a chance to get out and mix and mingle, and and you're complaining. No, I'm not complaining at all. I I love this system. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, it's the one I would have picked. And all those other trash bags uh, scattered on the side of some of the streets, I, 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 in the highways, I I think that really adds to the community. Really, it does. Uh, Mark, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I am wonderful. And you, Gary? I, too, am well. I have one thing to say. They better have two different sizes, because those of us that live in a house that's 80 years old that actually put their car in the garage, the roll carts will not fit in our garages. And we don't have a lot conducive to rolling it around, because the driveway is not that long. Can you put it in the backyard, the side yard, behind the garage? No, no. And yet, there are terraces at sixty plus, sixty-five plus years old, like you are. Well, well hard to move them up and down a hill. I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Oh, there you go. Uh, you, you, you know, it's interesting that other cities have them and they work just fine. I, they I'm not disputing that, but I know cities that only went with one size. Jefferson City, there's two sizes. Well, then besides let's that, hope those they... of us, besides that, those of us that own a business in Columbia, we don't use the city trash bags at all. We give them away to people. We take ours and take ours to our business, and I still pay the needless trash charge every month. Oh man, you've got to stuff them in your vehicle and take them to work. Well, but there's two of us. We don't have that much trash. We have more recycling than we do trash. All right. Mark. Have a good uh, day, buddy. All right, you too. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, we're about out of time. Don't forget to ask Randy. I'll be listening about that spike protein. Okay, I will. disappears. Yep. Um, if you've been vaccinated and you have a little vaccine uh, remorse, uh, that might be uh, some information you'd be interested in. Uh, I know I am. Anyway... Uh, listen, Glenn Beck is coming up. Sean Hannity's coming up. Listen to this station tomorrow night. We're going to have uh, all kinds of coverage on the election. It's the place to be. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.